Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. two things that just happened already one i was like hi i'm eric like i was like going through the change i don't know why two i hit that podcast like really hard midwest like pot podcast well that's gonna really speak to our midwestern <laughs> audience they're gonna, uh, they're gonna feel at home you're so right yeah. i was trying to say to a coworker that he should watch ellen's stand-up and he goes are you saying ellen or alan I was like, do I have this and, strong accent? And yes, Alan probably should have stand-up. My husband, Alan, should have stand-up, but he I was advising him to go watch Ellen DeGeneres' stand-up. Oh, my god! Man, gosh. I don't know if I'm just, like, reverting back to this Ohio accent. A lot of our listeners are from the Midwest, so, it's, you know, It's going to work. Them. It's true. I I'm say the thing I do them. is I say ass, like... I'm going to kick your a- yeah. ass. Like, I like I'm so mad. Mad, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm mad at my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a tough one. Oh I'm gosh. not going to lie. Thanks for hanging around, guys. Um, <laughs> not always the best. Also, I feel like this is going to be a really like good vibes, positive episode because of all of our trash talking before oh the show. <laughs> yeah, we should mention, because we're very positive on this show, because we love podcasts. We really Can't- do. Pod- you hear what podcasts? I just said? Okay, we love... Now you're making me do it. But... <laughs> it's rubbing off. Before we start recording is shit talk time. That's yeah. when the shit goes down. That's yeah. when we rip everyone apart. Yeah. And then well, we like not stop. Everyone. Yeah, not... No, 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 not everyone. Specific people. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, oh, did you listen to that podcast? I did not prefer it. Right. But like maybe harsher. <laughs> yeah. It's like the second you come in, it's like, oh my God, I have to get this off my chest. And then exactly. we start recording and it's like, we love everything <laughs> that you guys are missing. Well, we decided that... This this podcast works better when we're when we only talk about stuff that we really dig. Yeah. So we just don't talk about those well, shows and that we don't like. There's a lot of good. So true. Discuss. So true. So should we dig right into it? Let's dig right in. Tell me about our show notes. Well, first of all, please uh, find us on iTunes and just give us five stars. Yeah. If and, you want to subscribe, that'd be great. Yeah. And leave us, a, leave, leave, leave us a comment. <laughs> the stars, I think, is most important. Yeah. I'm not really sure how they do the ranking, but I think subscriptions and ratings are really helpful things to that, get. That's um, what they say. And it doesn't take very long. So, yeah. And then, you know what? Like, do it for your other podcasts, too. Like, I that's just true. Support, your, support your local podcast. And I get it. Sometimes they'll hear a podcast, even one that I really love. They're like, rate us on iTunes. And I'm like, I don't have the time. Yeah. And then I realize, like, Oh, we need that as well. I should be more generous with my rating. It's true. <laughs> um, we have 35 ratings right now. so That's amazing. Let's have a goal, shall we? What if we got when, 50? I win. Summer's end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you hear me? Do you hear him? 50 by summer's end. This is going to be the summer romance of your life. And instead of smooching, it's going to be rating. <laughs> and commenting. <laughs> oh my god! Does this what analogy make way. any sense? I don't even think you planned that out. That was beautiful. I I didn't, and it shows. Yeah. No, I I really appreciated the summer romance of writing our podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Do it to it. Help us reach our goal of fifty by summer's end. What are we gonna do? Uh, have a thirty flirty beach party. Oh my god! We will release. <laughs> 
our conversation before the podcast. Yes. Oh, shit talking something. That's a great we idea. Get to 50. I think it should be sooner than summer's end. I don't even know what that means, really. It's oh, very I think cute. People widely consider that to be April 30th. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what about summer's... But summer's end is such a, has a <laughs> ring to it, you know? What about if we said 60 by summer's end? I love That's that. That's a lot. You're right. Let's up the goal mm-hmm. and keep the summer's end because summer's it's end is just the most important so part. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a holiday celebrated everywhere. It's so true. When summer Fridays end. Everyone's like, do you want to go to the beach for summer's end? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And if we don't, we're just going to, it'll be a very sad episode. Then we'll cancel summer for the next year. Yeah. You heard so it. So just think about that. Yeah. You want to get your tan on in 2019? Well, then get rating. Yeah. And get recommended rating. Yeah, spread the yeah. love because you can't create 60 I mean, on your own. Listen, if you're at a party or something, just grab some phones. People leave their phones out. Like, just do it. No one cares. Just Wait, do it for them. Why haven't we done that? I try. Oh. Yeah, I've done it in a meeting once. If you just, yeah, if you call a meeting at your office. Yeah, maybe have a meeting just for this purpose. If you bring cookies, no one will even care. They really won't. I'm just saying. Okay. We, we have really good ideas. Anyway, um, are we ready for your favorite segment called Joshing Around? Joshing Around. <gasps> um, I wasn't ready before, but now I am because of that. Same. Same. We had do to get want, in the Joshing Around headspace. Do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? Oh, um, you, I want to go first because yours is better. Explain what this is for new listeners. So Joshing Around is just a way that we get into the show. Our buddy and yours, hopefully, Josh, has to drive um, a very long distance to see his long distance fiance across Pennsylvania, like four or five hours, something like mm-hmm. that. So there and back for for the weekend. So to help him on his journey, we like to give him topics or subjects to think about that might make the time go by faster. So my, <laughs> this is a little meta if you've never heard this se- uh, segment before, but mine is for Josh to think of a podcast and around subject for us. Because you know what? He's not the only one who has to bide his time and we give and give and give and give and we've given given him probably tens of suggestions (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's time that he gives back and and comes up with some josh naran segments of his own yeah and i promise we'll do it we whatever really will we'll we'll provide uh our answers Mm -hmm. and if he provides multiples we'll give a winner yeah all right what's yours this week um, okay, I was just thinking about how I feel like we were talking about, oh, we were talking about gym class and like planning a gym unit. Oh, yeah. Like a pretend gym unit. We were talking about like bad gym teachers. Yeah. And then Jesus Christ Superstar Live was on last night. And oh. I've been thinking a lot about choir and like oh. singing. I want you to plan a middle school choir concert. <gasps> and it can be like themed. Like I had to do a sen- like a one of like the fifth songs from the 50s when yeah. I was, it was like very yep. weird. But like you could tell the teacher like really wanted to just, sing those songs herself yeah. so she like made us do it and that's yeah. awesome if you're a choir teacher you can make a bunch of children sing whatever the hell you want it's amazing <laughs> we've already talked about this but my friend Catherine bear her teacher made them sing mary mo like She's that's a, a weird there's a line that goes she don't eat meat but she sure likes to bone <laughs> And the teacher changed the words to she don't eat meat, but she sure likes the fruit. Like, 
why did we have to even sing that song? That's a very inappropriate song. That's a strange song to choice. But like, I love it. So like, this could be like whatever theme yep. you want. It could be yep. a movie or a TV show. Is it just Beyonce medley? Anything. You decide. But just picture little innocent children yes. singing it. I also have a Josh Around update because whoa, whoa, Josh whoa. emails me and tells me who's won, which is like a really fun part of the segment. That's the best part. Especially when I win, which I won last time. <laughs> um, it was a... The, the mine was um think of your favorite moment from every year of your life yes. and yours was um pot, something about the housewives do you remember oh, what it was a definitive ranking oh yeah but of your top 5 favorite housewives it was a little time. unfair cuz he doesn't watch the show like that is it was a risky slightly unfair tip. but also like uh, yeah that's kind of on me as the prompter yeah. to do my research i mean all he his job is just to say which one he wants to do you know it's so true so that was a game that maybe some other listeners could do cuz it was really fun you it's not just all about josh no. with josh and around no. you're so right so thanks Everyone, and thank you, Josh, for actually doing this. I know. <laughs> we kind of bullied him into it. We're like, we made a thing on our show. Yeah, we really forced. <laughs> if you, if you, if, you know, we'll make a segment for you if you promise to listen to every episode. It's I'm true. I'm not even joking. That's H- how this hit works. us up. Yeah. Uh, so now let's jump into your favorite segment, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is mm-hmm. podcast cha 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 challenge. This is where you and I challenge each other to listen to an episode or a podcast that either like we think the other will really like that we've listened to and want new friends to listen with us or something that we just kind of don't want to listen to ourselves and are making you the other one do the grunt work. So last week I challenged you to listen to Nintendo power podcast, which basically is a podcast that has like commentary from Nintendo staff and special guests, folks who make the games creators, they field listener questions. They just talk all things Nintendo, which our listeners know you have been super into Nintendo recently. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Did you really listen to this? Show? I didn't know. No, please. Okay. I didn't listen to it before I made you listen to it. I, I am so sorry to share this news, but it's a horrible, <laughs> not free podcast. I mean, maybe not. I shouldn't call it horrible. But it was a real struggle to even listen to one minute of it. Like I, I guess I thought listen, we were being no, positive. No, oh. Here, oh, sorry. No, just no, kidding. <laughs> I this is like a this is a risk I'm willing to take to be honest about this. Give it, it. No, no, listen. It maybe be maybe is a great podcast, but like my lo- I think you were like overestimating my uh, appreciation for like high level knowledge. Yeah. Like basically, I want a podcast that's like uh, how to jump on the turtles. Uh, like that's uh, the level uh, I'm at, uh, and this was like. Oh no! This was like Nintendo Labo Roundtable. Like what I don't is know what that is. Any of that? There mean? was Switch things, which I've heard of. Yes, but like I don't have tips or like Zelda something. I don't. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like it was. It was um not. It was like someone was speaking another language. Yeah, it's like if I tried to listen so, to like a quantum physics podcast. Right. It's actually, I shouldn't say it's a terrible podcast. Honestly, we should have Matt from Matt and Hand Know It All. Yes, you're so Hannah right. Matt know it all. Um, because I feel like this could be really great if you knew anything <laughs> other than how to jump on a turtle, which You're is all I know how to do. Okay, perfect. So this was actually a challenge for our bud, Matt, over yeah. at Han and Matt Know It All. Yeah, 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 actually. Okay. I bet he'll do it. Let's send it to In him. In fact, he might already be behind it. Maybe he created it? He does a does lot of Does he work podcasts. at Nintendo? <laughs> um, so anyway, or someone just that knows a lot about Nintendo. Maybe DJJ, we should listen. I'll take a listen. Okay. 
someone else needs to do this. I just had I, no idea. What was I going understood on. the the line that you just spit out the N- Nintendo Labo. Okay, so you're, table. you're wow. Ahead of I know me. what that means. You're okay. leaps and bounds ahead of yes. us. Oh my gosh, you're already gonna love this. I think. So next week we'll kind of do two things. Like DJ Jaywoo can give a little mini review. Yeah. And okay. tell yeah. us what that we'll is. Yeah. yeah. At least tell us what Labo is. Well, also Nintendo Power <laughs> it used to be an actual print magazine subscription. Oh, so when you were when we were kids and like the real Nintendo or the original Nintendo was out. They had like amazing cover art and like all the like See, it's like monthly, you know, they there's give you people that and will stuff. appreciate this. And I'm actually feel horrible because it's not a terrible podcast. I think those were the first words out of my mouth. <laughs> it's just uh, it's above your pay it grade. Will not be. Yeah. Yes. yes <laughs> I will. I will not. A goal. My goal of mine is to be good enough in Nintendo to understand what on earth they're talking about. But I right love now, it. just still jumping on the turtles. I love it. Well. We'll Thank you, though, because jumping away. <laughs> it was still an interesting exercise. Okay. <laughs> um, have you heard? Now I have one for you. Yes, I get to challenge it. What's you. What's my challenge? Have you heard of? I, I you might have heard of this, but I think you're gonna like it, and I haven't heard you talking about it. Uh, this is love. Hmm. I don't think so. Okay, I'm just gonna read from the, the web page. Some spiders eat their young, and some eat their parents. Love is never simple. For the makers of the award-winning podcast Criminal, which we're gonna feature today, mm-hmm. this is love investigates life's most persistent mystery: stories of sacrifice, obsession, and the ways in which we bet everything on one another. It sounds a little cryptic to me. It sounds very intriguing. Yeah, I feel like it's something you're really going to like. And I'm gonna tell you a few of the stories because I think you're gonna be very excited. Yeah, and I'm gonna let you pick which one you listen to. A teenage girl who swims in the dark for hours trying to save <gasps> a baby whale. A man's unconventional devotion to his late wife and dedication to their two daughters. A woman's life-altering obsession with Outlander. Uh, two men thinking they'll never be able to marry in their lifetime who find an unusual solution to becoming a family. Wow. Kind of strange twists on love. So. I, that's so, the, the episode descriptions make me realize I actually have looked into this podcast. I don't think I listened, though. I, I know we haven't talked about it, so I want to talk about it. I am super excited. Check that Good. out. It sounds like a cross between like modern love and criminal. Criminal. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay, we'll see. You're Good allowed one. to you're allowed to not like it's it. It's allowed to be above if, my pre grade. Yeah, it is. Okay. But I feel like you're gonna like it. Anyway. I, I think so too. I think I'm gonna really love it. Okay. <gasps> Thanks. Um you know, as much as I'd love to just talk about podcasts all day. We can't. We're a business. We gotta we we are a business. Roll up those sleeves. <laughs> Eric is literally rolling up his sleeves. <laughs> and we have got to thank our sponsors. Now our he's, a, he's adjusting his tie. It's <laughs> Which for some reason is facing backwards. <laughs> our sponsor this week is Parachute App. Last episode, I was raving about my favorite physical competitive sport, the parachute game. And apparently that quote went viral because guess who didn't just call me up on my pager phone? No other than Mr. Parachute, the founder and CEO and president of that game. He was so flattered, so moved by my by my description of the parachute and its fluctuating color blocks that he basically threw a bucket of money at me in hopes he could sponsor Podcast Podcast. And of course, I said, yes, Mr. Parachute, it would be an honor. The parachute has been around for millions of years. Seriously, have you seen the cave drawings? They're stupendous. But because Mr. Parachute is forward-thinking, he created a parachute app, which is the only thing to do if you want to reach kids these days. Download the parachute app and open it and press in a few details about yourself, your height so they know around the parachute to place you, your allergies so you don't get stuck next to someone with peanut butter on their hands, 
your level of enthusiasm for parachute. <laughs> because if it's not a 10, what are you even doing here? Oh, and your location. I am doing this right now. Do, 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 Lauren's apartment. And boom, Calzone. The app tells me exactly where the nearest parachute game is going on. Looks like it's at an elementary school right down the street. Can't wait to get my shoot on with these young kids. There is a lot of tiny font here on this app. It looks like they aren't responsible if you get put on the child predator list, blah, blah, blah. I mean, hey, we all take risks. At least this way you get to have some fun. Enter discount code podcast podcast now and parachute will include a free used pair of children's gym shorts with your name written on them and blue permanent marker. Watch out. They're probably too small. Download the parachute app now and get shooting with some young children in dirty used gym shorts. Thanks parachute. Wow. I'm really glad I rolled my sleeves up app. for that one. Cause that was a tough one to get through without a little giggle or two. Wow. That I'm so grateful for that. Thank you, Parachute. Thank okay. goodness you really talked him up last week. It's Wow. This is where the positivity comes into play. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, normally um, the, uh, the, <laughs> the word from our sponsor is like in the show notes, like in advance. This one was so last minute. We were just like wheeling Mr. and dealing Parachute so last minute. So last minute. That I didn't see it until I read it, which I do think helped it be a little bit more of a natural sell. Yeah, your face is really red. <laughs> <laughs> I am just so grateful to the Parachute app. And we do need to get going on this episode because I've got a shoot game to get oh, to. Oh, no. Watch out. <laughs> oh, my God. Promise you'll wear those dirt, those little dirty shorts over here. I'm wearing Ooh. them right God, now. There's so much inappropriate about this. And okay. guess what? They're not too small because I'm very thin. Because you just became a <laughs> half marathon man. I just became a, a runner type. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Parachute. Uh, thanks, par- thanks, Parachute app. So, clip one. Let's do it. Have you heard of Food for Thought? I have heard of food, and oh. I am a thought. Oh, that's okay. So food <laughs> for thought. That's the number four. And thought like T-H-O-T. Yes. Which means in slang, in case you don't know, that hoe over there, T-H-O-T. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Well, now you do. Um, you know how I know that? The real, The Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Specifically The Real Housewives of Potomac. See, you can learn things. <laughs> um. They describe it as a multiracial mix of queer writers talking about sex, relationships, race, identity, what we like to read and who we like to read. It's not about food. They just like the pun food for thought. It's good. Um, the hosts are Tommy Pico, Fran Tirado, Dennis Norris II, and Joe Asmundson. And um, I think I'm going to just sum it up by what it promises in season two. Mm. Disrespect, petty drama, special guest hose, an upgraded rosé budget, a whole episode where we just watched Jennifer Hudson videos, Marxist rants, <laughs> popper hacks, best hoe practices, you getting your life vigorous, I don't know herring of Taylor Swift, the three L's, Lou Blue Bloob, blaming personal downfalls on astrology, campaigning for a fifth host, Tracy Ellis Ross, Joan Didion themed foreplay, staunch defense of the Oxford comma, on air uh, anal bleaching, zero airtime for Kevin Spacey. Are like we in? 10 out of 10. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's distracting because they're having so much fun, as you can tell. 
But they're so, you might be like tricked into thinking that this is like a nonsense podcast. They're really smart. They're, they're writers, really, really smart stuff, but like hidden behind the fact you're laughing your butt off. I love this so much already and you yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. even played the clip. Um, so they're talking about Disney villains. And of course I had to, like, I was like ears up and it's good. So let's take a listen. Dennis also brings up a good point about how all of our Disney villains are so gay. And I, I think that, you know, it's it's such a funny phenomenon, but I grew up not even being aware of that, but still being so attracted to the powerful evil femme. Mm-hmm. There was something that I so saw myself in a Cruella de Vil, in a Maleficent, in a Jafar mm-hmm. or a Scar mm-hmm. that I didn't really recognize as a kid. And it isn't until later where I'm like, oh, they were all voiced by like gay as hell men. Or like, yeah. the, or like um, Ursula was created, uh, in, in, inspired by Divine, the drag queen. Right, yeah, her right, body right, right. shape yeah. was inspired by drag queens. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I don't, but why do you guys think that is? Well, I think, you know, that that the um, uh, idea of a uh, a sinister dandy isn't right. isn't right. isn't exclusive to Disney, yeah. no, right? It has its antecedents. All. If the thing is, like, I wanted to preface this whole thing by saying, like, this isn't an exhaustive review of queer cinema. None of us are really cinephiles. We just all really appreciate this gay ass. Yeah, yeah, um, very but, important. But but it, I think it's a similar side of the uh, opposite side of the coin, where it either um, like. Uh, a feminism or or dandiness or 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 or, or, or whatever is like the um, epitome of evil, and on the other hand, it's like the punchline. Mm-hmm. The punchline—that's yes. what I was gonna say. Um, I had never thought of this before, and now it seems glaringly obvious. Mm. Have and I want kind of you to kick off the conversation because you work in Disney and you're gay, and I'm sure you watch a ton of movies, you know everything. Have you thought? I'm sure you have. Yeah, this is a total trope. Is like I the, didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not just gay men. Like the villains it, it, tend to be like darker people historically. Like, like the villains are given traits that at the time folks saw as bad or less than or an ostrich. So it's like you know, the darker the skin the sort of worse the character was in old movies, which is horrible. And there's this real trope of like the, the villain being very a fat feminine men. I mean, I've heard of the villains being dark. Like that's a definite thing. Yeah. The idea that they would be gay was interesting to me because it's almost like it makes them a little more friendly and like less Mm. threatening. Mm. Like, that that was something I never like because you still want them to be funny. You don't want them yeah. to be actually scary right. villains, right? Especially for children. Like a super masculine man who was actually scary and threatening, I think would be a little too much. Too scary. Yeah, and like okay, Gaston definitely. Well, maybe he is gay, but like he's not supposed to be gay. I don't think. Well, and he's but he's just like too stupid. He's he's not threatening. And then the idea of the. The characters being based on drag, the women being based on drag queens because they're just so like beautiful to look at and powerful, but not, not really scary. You mm. know, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think that's a problem in itself is that the idea that like femininity is non-threatening. Yeah, no, it's a huge problem. Do you know what I mean? See it now. Yeah, like I had never thought of. And it. I think a lot of homophobia comes from misogyny because yes. it's like you hate the. F- you hate that a man is acting as a woman would act because Mm -hmm. that's a bad thing to be is acting as a woman, which like, that's insane. I know. How could you measure a feminine quality over masculine quality in a weighted way? And also to think that we are 
deeply hiding this, planting it deep into the ground in Mm. children's cartoons to Mm. the point where we don't even know we're doing it. Right. So then they just like grow up thinking like it's bad to be gay. Right. And like, oh my God, like no one actually, like Disney movies weren't telling them that, but they picked it up, which is harder to erase from your brain. But literally they all are. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, who's the big oh uh Prince John and Robin Hood? Like Oh yeah. I mean um Hades Scar, and Hercules. Uh Jafar. Jafar. They, mm-hmm. It's kind of like and then Ursula and Cruella are, you know, I mean yep. drag inspired. Yeah. It it is really interesting. And I don't think it was overtly done or done in a malicious way. I just think at that time, like in for so long in history, they saw like the effet man as like devious and perverse and like wrong. I also think there's an there's a little bit of like so many of these villains are smarter than even the like hero. Mm-hmm. And so the the sort of like brains over brawn manifests itself in this a little bit of a yeah. feminine effet sort mm-hmm. of academic way. Yeah. Does that and make I, sense? Yeah, and I agree that I don't think Disney was doing this on purpose. Yeah. It more just goes to show how fucked up society is, and they're, like, reflecting on that. Yeah. Captain Hook. That's another really great one. Yeah. He was super feminine. Who's your favorite villain, Disney villain? <gasps> That's such a good question. Oh, my God. Wait. Are you going to guess? Well, Wait, let me decide first, and, okay. that, and then you can guess. I... Actually, I don't have a guess, so this would be fun, because I have no idea. I feel like I could come up with a better answer than this, but I feel like Maleficent is really good. I don't know if I'm biased because there was Mateo. a movie that came out. Oh, based well, Mateo Lane is obsessed with Maleficent. Oh, he is? He draws her all the time. And she's very, I mean, she's kind of like the ideal feminine yeah. villain. I, yeah. That's what I was going to say. You agree? Yeah. I love, I love her. Is that your favorite villain? I mean, I have to say, I think Cruella is my favorite because she's oh, kind of hysterical good. and like, I kind of like envy things about her yeah. other than the fact that she kills puppies. <sighs> I don't know. You know what? They're the best. The villains are always the best. Ursula. They're, like, they're interesting, right? Well, later they talk about camp. They're talking about camp a lot. I really think you should listen to the whole episode. It's um, called Thoughts, Camera, Action. And they're talking about camp. And they say, everything camp is queer, but not everything queer is camp. Camp doesn't reverse things. It offers something outside of the binary, which is what queer is. And like, I just stop the world and think about this a bit. Do you have any thoughts about it? I kind of been thinking about it a lot. Totally. I mean, camp is a big part of gay culture, I think, because of this. Do you know what I mean? Because... Mm -hmm. It's um, it's counterculture yeah. camp is. It's sort of like making fun of popular culture. Right, but I like how they say it doesn't reserve, reverse things. It offers something outside. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, no, but it's funny because I'm not sure if this is the first time you're reading this. It took me, like, I had to read it like 40 times in a row. Yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a lot there. So I'm going to say it one more time for, yeah. for the listeners that have never heard this before. Everything camp is queer, but not everything queer is camp. Camp doesn't reverse things. It offers something outside the binary, which is what queer is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, queer is is I think innately counterculture mm-hmm. and non mainstream and like drag for that reason. I think drag the whole idea of drag is sort of like there there's an element of like honoring beauty, feminine beauty, honoring women, but there's also an element of um, like satirizing our culture's yes. I, like feminine yes. ideals. 
yet. You know what I mean? Isn't it awesome that it's like having a moment right now? Like, I, I hope it never goes away. Yeah. Like, it really is like. It's incredible. Such a fun time to be a fan of camp and drag. Yeah. And I think it's like a huge reflection on culture, our, our current culture's acceptance mm-hmm. of queer culture um that drag could be so mainstream yeah and i think we have a new appreciation for what it takes to be a drag queen like people are like whoa that's a lot of work yeah Yeah. these are really really talented people i love it well i I hope this was fun to talk about (gasps) this was really fun to talk about podcasts there is so much to unpack with like disney and disney characters and i know you're always down to unpack that yeah and especially if it's like queer related, oh I'm gosh, super down to unpack that. Cl- it's our dream clip. Yeah. Thank you, Food for Thought. You did it. Um, should we jump into our second clip? Yeah. So this one came to us by recommendation. Pew, pew, pew. Um, actually by our editor, Kara, who is wonderful and not going to edit this episode because she's getting married. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. We were emailing today about that trip, and I'm very excited. Um, okay, so this clip comes from, as we discussed earlier, Criminal, the true crime podcast, pretty much that like other true crime podcasts aspire to be. Um, the storytelling is just like more cinematic in a way. It's always really exciting. Um, and... I feel like some true crime can be sort of hokey or exploitative, and this one does not do that at all. So this episode of Criminal is episode 71, A Bump in the Night. It's about Amber Dawn, who moved into her one-bedroom apartment in Washington State at the young age of 20. Right away, she started hearing strange noises. (laughs) I love this stuff. Um, In this clip, Amber described a night when she was home alone and taking a bath and heard, for the umpteenth time, a strange noise. I must have sat in that bathtub for 10 to 15 seconds after seeing that crawl space door open, but it felt like five minutes. And I put it all together as like, okay, the footsteps the first night, the doors being closed when I had left them open, the missing food, Thea, my dog, in the sink there was someone living in my house with me. So I very calmly got out of the tub and got my robe. I put it on. There was only one place he could have been hiding, and that was in the bedroom closet. And I had to walk by the closet in order to get out. And the closet were those mirror doors. And that was really scary to see myself you know, in the dark, knowing that he was on the other side of that door. Did you say anything? No, no. If he would have, if he would have opened that door, if I would have seen him, I would have lost it. Crazy. (laughs) So crazy, right? Um, he had been living in there for six months, six months. Um, she referenced her dog in the sink So what had happened was uh, she had just gotten a puppy who wasn't fully house-trained. So when she was at work, she kept the dog in the bathroom. And one day her bathroom fully flooded, which she found out because her downstairs neighbors complained to the super that it was like raining in her bathroom. So she rushed home and found in the sink her dog, like the door was still closed, but her dog was in the sink of the bathroom, which 
the dog was a tiny puppy and could not have gotten up in the sink. So she sort of later reflects back on that and realizes he was like, well, I can't really do anything about this without outing myself, but I'm going to save the dog. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I think right when the clip ended, she was starting to say, like, if he wanted to hurt me, he would have hurt me. And he did this nice thing for my dog. So I knew that he wasn't going to hurt me now. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you're smarter than me. Because I would have just flipped it. I, w- I, would, my, I wouldn't have been that rational. Yeah. That was what a very would you have ra- done? I don't know. And the fact that she's naked, like, that adds a l- multiple layers of fear. 100%. They don't call it naked and afraid for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. Try to doing something scary and then try doing it naked. Right. You're so vulnerable. And also, you don't, you don't feel like you have like as much agency to like get out or to defend oh yourself. God. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, I, I, I feel like this, this is before cell phones. So I'm not really sure what I would have. I do remember one time when I was uh, in high school, some guy was calling my house and making like sex. Noises. I remember this. Do you remember what I did? You got the fireplace poker. I called Patty. Uh huh. And I was like, Patty, I'm really scared. Something, some guy is like calling me over and over and over again. And she goes, well, you can come over here if you want. And I was like, I, he's out. What if he's outside my house? I was so <laughs> upset with her reaction. Like, I was like, you're not taking this seriously. Like, I wanted her to like come to me or like yeah. someone rescue me. Yeah. And she was like, sure, come over. And I was like, you don't understand call- the gravity. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is I probably wouldn't call Patty because <laughs> she blew it with that one time. She oh let my me gosh. Down. Um, I don't know if I was in that. I probably I would probably just call somebody, but probably not the police because I don't know what would you do. Well, so what Amber did was she grabbed a hammer and then called her sister from the landline, which I think is a good. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't feel like she was in physical danger, but she armed herself just in case. I think I would have fully just got your gun that you have. <laughs> one of your guns, one of them. The most dangerous thing I have in my home everywhere. is a rubber band. <laughs> Ouch! But it's not that thing where you like hook it on your pinky and then like you know. That's smart. <laughs> um, no, I would have fully just walked out the door and closed it. F- found a neighbor, found anyone else to call <sighs> the police from. I'm a little their house. nervous that I would have just dropped dead from fright. <laughs> Is that an option? Just been so scared that you fully passed away. Yes. That's no, I'm not joking. Uh, wait, DJ J. Wu, you're a very rational thinker and I feel like you'd be good in a crisis. What would you have done? Oh, I probably would have just called the cops. Also from the I, landline. Yeah. Well, for, yeah. Yeah. I would have called also uh, is star 69, six, nine, the thing still. It was, I would have tried time. to trace the call. Oh yeah, for the for the Lauren. Mm-hmm. How many times calls? did they call? Yeah. Oh, for me. Um, yeah, but so you could block that. They were blocking it. Oh, you could if you dialed you star could. six seven first, mm-hmm. then they couldn't trace the call back. Yep. Uh, Tricky. Yeah, for the other for mm-hmm. the Justin, other scenario though. Justin, you sound though, a little suspicious. Was it you? <laughs> for the other scenario though, I I would have. I. Uh, yeah, I would have just gotten out of first there. First, you would have blown some bubbles in the That's bathtub. What done, right? Yeah. Like, what oh. else? What else would you? What else would you do? I see. I wouldn't. Point. Yeah, I wouldn't have even waited and called on that landline because I'm like, I don't want to be in that. Same I think space. I would have. At the very on. least, like, find, like, go to your yeah. neighbor. Because, like, honestly, I feel like having clothes is like, yeah, gonna make me think more oh, yeah. rationally Def- about definitely, everything. Definitely. But she thought he was in the closet. Oh yeah. Hopefully, you have like a dresser. You guys, emergency. This is what we're gonna learn. Emergency. Have emergency clothes everywhere. <laughs> I was gonna say under the in bed, the but drawers. what if they were hiding? No, the no, bed? just everywhere. Yeah. In the pillows. Oh my god! How big in is her closet? Cases. 
I don't know. Let's. We need to talk to her. Also, well, can this I? This is in Washington State, so maybe the apartments are bigger. I guess. Yeah, I, tell, I mean, she was twenty though. Can I tell you my first reaction to this when she's telling the story? Yeah. I was like, "Fuck you! You get to train penguins for your job. I'm jealous. <laughs> I hate you." Her job sounds adorable, and I want to. So have adorable. It. We there were other animals. It was penguins and otters. I was uh, like, "Fuck you! You get to be with otters those all day." Are the best aquatic I was like, animals. "I don't want to hear your whiny murder stories. You get to play with otters all day." Tell me what bitch. otters do when you tickle their belly. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk more about that. Anyway. Lucky that's, duck. That's for another uh, podcast. Instead of criminal, that's called cute, cutie oh little aquatic animals. Oh my god! <laughs> um, wait, how did your story end up? What did you do about those calls? Not, I mean, I just like sh- shook in terror and thought Ugh. about how Patty was not being a supportive friend. <laughs> that the focus became then like I was no longer afraid. I was like angry that Patty wasn't being a supportive friend, and then the, I forgot that I was like in fear of my yeah, life. The so, creeper calls back, and you're like, I can't deal with this right I'm now. I'm having a issues. BFF crisis. <laughs> so in that way, she helped. Yeah, that's Thanks, true, Patty. It's like when you're like, my arm hurts, and you like punch your leg. Yeah, and your arm doesn't hurt. Actually, thanks. That was good. Actually, <laughs> and she was right. I no one murdered me. Yeah. So yeah. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to the point about like what, like how big was this closet? I feel like that's the one nice thing about our shoebox. I mean, you guys have a nice size apartment, but my shoebox apartment is there's nowhere to hide. I have yeah. one closet. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to hide. I used to always work like in every space I was like thing like plan out where I would, yeah. how I would escape. Yeah. But even if there was someone hiding like temporarily, no one could be living in your apartment no. for six months without you noticing. Right. Right. This is making me think we need to do a double check. But well, yeah. the only place I could think of is the closets in the in the second room and the shower. The you room. always are afraid there's something in, behind the shower curtain. But they couldn't live there for six months. No, they couldn't. I mean, I don't know how often you guys shower. <laughs> 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 Maybe they could. I'm not hey. here to judge. <laughs> they found the right shower for them. <laughs> they sure did. They're like, this bourbon smells bad. I think I'll be good in the shower. <laughs> Oh, thank you goodness. for recommending that care that was you know uh, i do get lost in true crime podcasts and i really love that one like sometimes they're like so many i'm like ah, i don't even know where to start that was really fun yeah and it wasn't too long like it was a perfect i'm so right going back to this yeah thank you Kara, for the recommendation definitely check out criminal episode 71 a bump in the night and, and then also maybe she should check out this is love the podcast i recommended oh, to yeah. you made by the people of criminal that's a great idea and you will all be really glad to know that they never found the person who lived in their attic. Yeah, so maybe it was Justin also. What a happy ending. <laughs> Justin, stop terrorizing everyone. <laughs> He's know. like living in people's houses and calling them and making sex noises. <laughs> okay. But I'm saving the dogs. Oh, you're oh, such, cats. A, just such a true. dog lover at heart. That's yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> I love animals. That much is clear. So well, so did Amber. She she trained, trained she animals. also had a lot of. I love that about her that she was like super into animals. Yeah, same. That's cute. Um, are we ready for no comment? Let's do it. This okay. is our segment where we play a clip uninterrupted and then we don't talk about it. We just let it be. No, Some things don't need our editorializing. Right on. Yeah. yeah, but I'm going to set this up. So we'll yep. talk a little bit. But at the beginning, so you know what I'm going to be. Listen, have your what you're going to be listening to set it up set this it up. is from whiting wongs do you listen to that no you, i haven't it's jessica gow and dan Harmon, and they can they call it an honest conversation about race and writing between two people who think very highly of themselves that's what they <laughs> say 
it's um the show really does focus heavily on like in the writing room which i think is really interesting on tv shows but because it's like dan Harmon um is right is the showrunner for community and jessica gow is a, a tv writer they wrote the um djj will help me out what did they write together rick and morty rick and morty oh yeah so they're like really funny really really good writers dan Harmon has Harmon town dumb people town like he's a big podcaster um the show is basically dan Harmon saying sexist racist things in an almost jokingly way and then like jessica lets him prattle on and dig himself into a big hole and then she says one thing that's smart and he doesn't even listen to it like I have problems with Dan Harmon sometimes, but the mm. show is always valuable. And it happens like over and over. I used to hate, I used to hate him, but I actually come to realize the value of having some big dumb white guy on like with a bunch of privilege say stupid things so that other stupid people will like hear it and, you know, think about it. Like we can hear this person and his thoughts yeah. that are so different than mine. Yeah, it gives it And a he knows he's doing it. He's kind of like taking, you know, he's taking one for the team. Mm. Um... Anyway, I recommend listening to it, even though I say I don't like it sometimes. Um, but they do drink on the air, and the, Dan gets pretty drunk. And I don't mean they're just like <laughs> drinking a cocktail. I mean, sometimes they show up so drunk that you can tell that Dan is like sleeping on the couch. Like he's like oh. past drunk. Um, and then also usually Jessica goes through the inbox and chooses hand selects emails to talk about, but in this very special episode, they have no plan and drunk Dan just like runs in and starts reading the emails, getting angrier and drunker and berating his listeners. Let's listen, shall we? All right. Next email. Hello, Jessica. I love your podcast. Exclamation point. At first I was quite skeptical how enjoyable a podcast mostly about race and its problems could be. But you both employ such good humor. Yeah, you know, fuck you. Cutting off your email because <laughs> I, I because I, backhanded. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, you know, oh, I, I didn't think it would be good. Fuck you. Go away. Why are you so fire, man? Right. Next email. That guy really got under your skin. You know, I'm. I. I, I uh, next email from Jamie. <laughs> I live in China and I am white. I experience and see a lot of racism toward black and white people in China. For example, white people get screwed over unless they speak Chinese. What are your thoughts? I didn't, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to laugh. I, I'm laughing because I like your email because it's short and it's like it's. Yeah, because a lot of people write in and it's it takes it takes them three paragraphs to get to their question. Yeah, like let me tell you, my grandma used to make me soup. You know, I always understood the thing. But my sojourn into podcast listening probably begins the first time I ever heard of radio. Well, my radio ran out of batteries and I found the internet to compare the poorly. Well, podcast about race? Well, maybe I should listen. But being familiar with Harmon's work, I decided to deign a listen. Cut this long story short. I'm a white man and I have a screenplay. And fuck. Just go fuck yourself. Right, I'm so glad be... I don't have any access to this email. <laughs> I can't believe you read this shit. These people can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I really want to comment. Time for Jingle Jangle. Oh, no. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be good. Um, jingle Jangle is the comment that follows no comment so that we don't comment on the no comment. Mm -hmm. And it's where we play a little musical clip, whether it's a podcast intro or a sing song that they sing during the thing that we can tap our toots to as Lawrence. I love tapping my toots. <laughs> you do love tapping your toots. Okay, this one comes from Comedy Bang Bang, which is a hilarious interview improv character comedy podcast hosted by Scott Ackerman. We featured clips before, but um, it's just the silliest show and it's guaranteed to make you LOL. Literally. On each episode... There are three guests. One of them 
is like actually interviewed as themselves. Like they're in the first segment of it and they just talk like a normal comedy interview, whatever. But then the other two guests come on later um, as sort of these outrageous characters, whichever they choose to be. Um, but they pretend like they're the guests of the show as their characters. Does this make sense? Mm. Try to keep up. Um, at the end of each episode, Scott features a listener submitted plug bag theme song. The plug bag is when all the guests can kind of promote whatever they're doing. Um, so the, it serves as like a musical intro to the plug bag. Um, and in this episode, episode 530 with Whitney Cummings, Jessica, McKe- Jessica McKenna and Marquez Ray, uh, the little theme is written by the Brownie boys. Here it is. I'll plug your show if you be my bro. I'll plug your flick if you wash my dick. I'll plug your stuff if you call my bluff. Oh, I'm calling your bluff. So I'm plugging your stuff. I'll plug my butt if you live in a hut. Wait. For nine years. Okay. Brownie boys here to plug our crew. Plug Scott, plug us, plug we, plug you. Seems like plugs got a hold on all of us. Grab your ticket. Hop aboard. The plug bus. The plug bus. That's also really good. (laughs) Like really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that was by the Brownie Boys (laughs) or the Plug Bag. Um, One of my favorite parts about the whole plug segment is that, like, the structure is that two of the guests are playing characters, but they want to plug stuff that they're doing as themselves, like as comedians. So they have to be all like, you know. Even though I'm a professional tank cleaner for the Shed Aquarium, like you should check out my favorite podcast, 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 like if it was me on, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's funny to hear them like, A, they'll be like, you should check out the Shed Aquarium very much in character. And then B, they'll try to go around to be like, so my smart. favorite comedian is Jessica McKenna. You know yeah, what I mean? So it's smart. it's very funny. Um, anyway, uh, check it out. Also, while you're checking out Comedy Bang Bang. Also check out episode 538, which is Chelsea Peretti, Matt Besser, and Dhruv Uday Singh. It was very hilarious. I There have definitely been uh, comedy bang bangs where I have to stop and just, I wish everyone could listen to what Oh my gosh, to. it makes me laugh so like much. Show? I still really like the TV show. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't watch it a ton, but I would watch it on the plane. I would like download a few apps and watch it on the plane. Love it. And you know how I love TV. <laughs> I love this show. It's a good one. And the TV show had um Reggie mm-hmm, Watts. Reggie Watts. I think yeah. he's back. Is he? Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love him. All right. This one was came from episode 530 of Comedy Bang Bang. What's our next segment? And now for a little bit of advice. That's this. what the segment is called because <laughs> we can't think of anything better. We're if you can, let us know. Don't leave us high and it's dry. It's growing on I me. like it. I like it. But this um, is where we pull up some advice that's been asked on a podcast mm-hmm. and then we try to answer it. Yeah. So this time I have some advice from Savage Lovecast, um, which is, of course, the OG of advice podcasts, as far as I know, one of my favorites. Um, Dan is a sex advice columnist, Dan Savage, of course, and an incredible advocate for social change with projects like the It Gets Better Project. Um, on the podcast, folks call in seeking advice on love, sex, relationships. And in this episode, a caller asks Dan if the advice he's received from women in his life is sound. Here's the question, and then I really want to hear what LKP thinks. Hey, Dan. I'm a 34-year-old straight guy, and I'm feeling a bit lost 
Um, I'm about to make a large geographic change, which I find exciting. I'm moving from Georgia to Colorado. And part of that excitement comes from the prospect of meeting and hopefully dating and having sex with new women. However, as excited as I am, I've been getting very conflicting, confusing, and honestly kind of disheartening information from women when discussing how to attract women and become more successful in the dating and fucking pool. I'm an attractive and athletic guy. I don't seem to have any issues getting dates, but I can't seem to get any farther than that. And the advice I am receiving from my female friends seems honestly a little bit outrageous. Uh, I work in a female-dominated profession, which has led to a large number of my friends being very smart and well-rounded women, in my opinion. But I'm being told, basically, that I'm too respectful, that I ask too much permission in the bedroom, that I need to be far more aggressive, and that I need to literally objectify women more. These are the conversations that I've been having with women. And these things don't really fit my personality, and especially considering the backdrop of the Me Too movement and that sexual assault and misconduct seem to overwhelmingly be committed by men that have these behavior traits, I just, I simply, I have no idea what to do about it. I don't know how to take it. That was a long question, but... He's very confused. I would love your thoughts. Well, actually, okay, I'm going to say a few things that came to my mind, but I had a very good conversation with DJ Wu about this. I mean, the, the line... I've literally been told to, or I've been told to literally objectify women more. I mean, I I think who we need to be talking to is the women that supposedly told him this and find out what they actually said. Because I feel like he didn't, I don't think that this is what they told him if they're smart women. And I think this, I'm okay. I want to ask CJJ Wu to talk in a second, but like my favorite thing that he said when we were talking about this was that like, he gets confusing advice from women and he's like, okay. And like walks away and calls Dan Savage. It's like, ask your friends. Like what? You can have a follow-up question when your friends say something confusing. Be like, wow, that sounds like uh, confusing to me. Can you please elaborate? But DJ J. Wu has an interesting perspective on this. So I think you should actually listen to him. Uh, yeah. So I think, uh, well, aside, like in addition to what Elle just said, it was, I think, uh, I think there was a for like the actual dating scenario, right? If you're in that date, if this guy's like on his first date, he's probably missing some social cues. I think um, he's missing sort of his chance at getting out of the you know even whatever like the fr- like friend zoning himself or like even just like if he's being too respectful, quote like I don't even believe that's a thing, but. Um, you know, if he, if he's just being too conservative with his approach, it's kind of like what there are ways to kind of it, like just put yourself out there a little bit. Uh, a phrase that you've used a lot, Eric, is uh, "use your words" mm. uh, a couple times, and which I, just, I stole I, from Dan I, Savage. I and I totally, I uh, that was like the first thing that came to my mind when he started talking. I was like, well, why wouldn't you just like be really direct, and straightforward about what the hell you want out of this, rather than like try to I understand like people want to play games and whatever, but this isn't like if you're, if you're that worried about sort of being too like objectifying too much or um, being too aggressive, then you should just be direct. Well, and I, so. I think you're an interesting person to talk to about this because 
you're, I mean, I can get, tell him all the advice from a girl's perspective, but you're a man who dated women and really in a non-aggressive way. Like I, you were never one of those guys who was like threatening or overly aggressive and you always had girlfriends. You were able to do it. You somehow mastered the way to like somehow be respectful towards women, but yet have a girlfriend. Like, what are you like athletic or something? Like yeah. you did it. So what's the secret? Right. So that comes back to social cues though, right? Like mm-hmm. you, if you're in a conversation and you're engaged in like really listening to what that person's saying and seeing body language, like if you guys are really like have chemistry or whatever, then you should like, you should just, you have to go for it. You have to ask for what you want or tell them what you want. And I think, um, but it, it just goes back to sort of the scenarios. It's like, okay, your friends just told you this advice wouldn't you just give them a hypothetical situation maybe or like ask more questions? I don't know. It's like pretty simple. Maybe he did. He just didn't or, and they were just giving him shit advice, but I I think it's always okay to be like, can I kiss you? And like, I think that's like a really kind of cute thing to say. And if you're, if you say that to a woman and she's a smart woman, like a good person and she is like turned off by that then fuck her anyway like you she just did you a favor like a good person that you want to be with is going to respond well and understand why you asked her that and and actually be flattered that you asked her that so i think it's okay to say like can i kiss you if you're nervous or if you're not sure or if you have no idea if you're not picking up on social cues you can ask it's okay i agree yeah i think that's really good advice well i one thing that dan said that i really like and I think it applies to what both of you said actually is like talking about the difference between confidence and aggression like I I completely agree that I think he maybe misunderstood what his female co-workers were telling him because I don't really buy that they were saying be aggressive or be objectifying literally um, objectify women I, yeah I, I'm not sure that that adds up yeah and maybe that's part of his uh, communication issue like you said Justin like he's maybe doesn't pick up on social cues maybe doesn't interpret everything right but like you Justin are not an aggressive person at all and I imagine in your dating world you're not you you don't try to coerce people into doing whatever like but you have this confidence that just sort of like comes you know like is super clear um dan talked about how it's attractive when someone feels worthy of attraction and desire that's a really good point and it's hard to do that that's not it's not easy advice but i wonder if it's not so much his respectful nature and more so him feeling like not worthy of that attention you know for some reason this question reminded me of our first question that we did with a segment that was like it was a guy being like I can't get a date because <laughs> gay guys don't like smart don't like guys. scientists or whatever. Yeah. And it's like blaming like the fact that you can't get a date on like this one very specific thing and you right. have no self-awareness. Right. It's like yeah. If, self-awareness if, if, is if another good If you're blaming one. on one thing, you maybe need to take a look at yourself. Yeah. Because that's not how the world is. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really good question. We talked about it for a very long time. Yeah, it is. A, it is interesting. I also think it's individual. Like you were saying, like ask, like mm-hmm. maybe a woman, a, a prospective date could want you to be a little bit more aggressive, take the lead a little bit more, but that's specific to her. That doesn't mean you do that with all women because plenty do not want that. So 
like you said, Justin, use your words. Like you said, Lauren, like ask what she wants, mm-hmm. ask her what she wants. Yeah. And if she's like, ew, what a loser, then she's a loser, you know? <laughs> right. Like, right. If you anyway? can't, yeah. If you can't, then that's not going to be a good relationship. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So he's like, he's 34. So you would think by whoever he's dating is probably in a pretty mature adult. Hopefully yeah. so like yeah. that kind that's of conversation, yeah, that dialogue would We're be pretty open. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're right. I, so. I, keep on getting confused about this whole thing where men are like i don't know how to like talk to a woman oh, like I can't, it's very confusing to me just like treat people like humans like I it's know. not really hard i know and if maybe you have to relearn a few things but you can do it and like just, <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know what to say to people that are like i don't know how to like not sexually harass people right i don't know he I actually, don't know and he also may be he may get luckier now that he's moved to colorado not that there's anything wrong with georgia just it's a different culture you're right you know you're right going from the south to sort of the mountain midwest yeah. area i also I want an update on this guy that's true can he call back in sometimes they do on dance Maybe he'll call us yeah I hope he calls us. I hope he doesn't have our numbers, actually, now that I think about it. I just gave him yours. <laughs> but, I mean, you're right. Hopefully something about the difference in culture, a different place. And also him starting, like, sort of being able to start anew might give him the confidence to say, like, no, get out there and do it. I would also go back to those girls and be like, wait, I wrote down in my notes, literally objectify women. Go on. <laughs> And they're like, more information. Like, we, I, is that what you meant? Can you give me some specifics? Yeah. Because I imagine they said something to the effect of, you're allowed to make a woman feel special and beautiful. Yeah. I would just like to point out, I never had a boyfriend and no one was ever like, Lauren, you need to be more. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, she doesn't have a boyfriend. That makes, that really <laughs> lines up. <laughs> you know what? That tracks. <laughs> no questions. No one's confused. No one is like, you have got to be kidding me. What? You are You're single. single? <laughs> Get out of town, true. girlfriend. Well, I happen to know that you were on, you were in a campus in college with a very specific culture. Mm-hmm. And like, that reflects well on you if guys were not interested. Guys on that campus. I do take it as a huge challenge. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's so funny. Oh, thank you. That was a good one. Yeah. Thanks oh, for your advice. I do too because I have really found stuff that I'm genuinely very interested in both of your perspectives on. Yeah. So I like this. Well, thanks. It's mostly just me being like, can you help me with my life? They're all just you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I heard, there's no clip, but I heard I'm it like, on Dan Savage. This is from a podcast called What Do We Do? <laughs> and it's very popular, but don't worry, you haven't seen it. And the question says, if you're a bald man in his early 30s living in New York, what might you do about oh my gosh. recurring canker sores? It's a very popular thing. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> Uh, you both are helpful. You're real guides in my life and you're a light in this world. You're my light. You really, <laughs> really are. You really are. No, I was just um talking to my coworker about you and he Aww. she was I was just like, Eric is my heart. That's Aww. who he is. Like I was like trying to describe you and that was like the only way I could really describe you. That's so heart. nice. You're so, the greatest. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being my heart. Thank you. Thanks for being my husband. Aw. Wait, which who who whoever who that applies to, to whoever okay. wants to take that one. Um, and thank you all for helping us get to our goal of sixty by end of summer. <laughs> by su- summer's 60, end. Sixty by summer's end. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna make some graphics. Rate us, rate okay. us on iTunes. Comment. We love you. Steal people's phones. Okay. Thanks we to Kara, you. even though you're not editing this episode. Woo, do, 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 the crowd do. goes crazy. Bye. Have a great time.